Good morning, everybody. Y'all. Um, we are about to begin with our, our presentation, and I'd like to make a little introduction, but before we begin, should we start with a prayer? Lord and Savior, you are the Lord of the church, and you command us to send forth laborers into the harvest, for the harvest is indeed plentiful, but the laborers are few. We therefore pray for our laborers, especially for those who have been sent to places to start churches, such as Pastor Gerald Paul. And we pray for the people that he will reach out to and speak to and care for, for they are all children of God and are in need of redemption and salvation. We pray that this may always lie upon our hearts, that we may ourselves be true evangelists of your word and always carry forth the wonderful news of the free and the unmerited forgiveness of sins and the eternal life that await all who receive your heavenly gifts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I almost forgot how to pray. Uh, it's been so long. Yeah. Not that I did. Um, anyway, we are, we are very pleased today that we, are, we have a guest um, who actually had been a... Um, I taught a class on missions once, and um, Pastor Paul had actually been in that class. He has since now received his doctorate, and um, you know, once you get a doctorate, then all of a sudden um, you have a responsibility to sacrifice your life for the church even more so, and you would think that it might not be much of a sacrifice to go to the Cayman Islands. Um, it's funny because you get the reactions from people when you say, you know, I went down there and served as an interim pastor in the Cayman Islands for four months, and nobody goes, oh, that's too bad, how was it? They usually say something like, oh, right, you know. <laughs> but uh, at least uh, in my introduction, I will tell you that the task that is at hand is far more significant than one would ever imagine. If you could imagine, for, for instance, if you had received a call to start a church in Manhattan, you would think, well, Manhattan, there are lots of people. I'll guarantee you starting a church in Manhattan would probably be the most difficult place in the world because, for one thing, there's always a glass ceiling or some form of a wall between yourself and all the extremely wealthy people. And the Cayman Islands, have a lot of very wealthy people, and they're very invisible. There's also a, a very international group. The 146 countries have been present in the Caymans, at least up until this whole COVID thing. And so you have multinational people coming from all over the world, and that's why Pastor Paul is such a unique and wonderful gift to us. He speaks four languages. Uh, yesterday I found out one of them was Zulu. Now there aren't too many Zulus on Cayman Island, but, um, but um, he is also in the process of learning a fifth so that he can uh, serve the people in the Cayman Islands Spanish. And he will also be connected with our seminary that is in the Dominican Republic. He can tell you more about that himself. But he has been a mission pastor, and he was a mission pastor out in both Wyoming and also in Montana. And um, he uh, originates from 
South Africa, and that's one of the reasons why it is that we were so thrilled that he was available and what he, why he will consider this call, because a large number of the people in the Caymans are from South Africa. So we have handouts that are being passed around here, and I will now invite Pastor Paul, you got to watch out. Never let a pastor introduce somebody because he'll just keep talking. So here you go. Pastor Feeney, thank you for those kind words. I don't know if it's too loud or feedback. I guess um, he said most of why, what I wanted to say as an intro introduction anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm Gerald Paul, uh, born and raised in South Africa. Um, came to the seminary in the 90s in Fort Wayne. Um, after graduation, went back, was a pastor in South Africa um, for six years. And then the Wyoming district called me to plant a church in western Wyoming, Star Valley. Um, which was absolutely not the same as South Africa at all. <laughs> we lived at 6,600 feet, uh, had snow from, from uh, Thanksgiving to Easter. We have some pictures of our kids uh, uh, in an Easter egg hunt in snowbanks. We stuck the eggs in the snowbanks. So that was quite different. But yeah. Thankfully, uh, Christ the Savior Lutheran Church is still going out there. They're dual congregation now with Redeemer in Jackson. Uh, then I was called to Montana, Great Falls, Montana, Trinity Lutheran Church. was there for nine years till I accepted the call at the end of August um, as missionary to the Cayman Islands. And um, since then, uh, we've been raising our support. Now, most of you might know that uh, when the Senate calls a uh, missionary uh, to the foreign mission field, uh, the missionary and his family has to raise their own support. Um, which we are doing now. Uh, not always the easiest task, but it's wonderful to, to see the involvement of, of people, of, of God's people in the, His church. Because um, not all of us, not all people can go overseas and do mission work, but all of us can be involved in sending that. So, and this was very helpful now, even you know, when tough economic times hit, especially for the church uh, during you know, since March, you know, uh, when people couldn't attend uh, churches, the, the offerings went down too, and, and uh, the synodical offices had to uh, let go about nearly 20 people. But all the missionaries were able to stay in the field and were fully funded because of you guys, people out in the churches and the congregations giving them uh, monthly or annual support for that, and, and we thank you for that. We appreciate that very much, and, and, but uh, what we need most of all is, of course, your prayers, that the Lord will open doors and, and keep um, his promise, as he said, uh, through his word and sacrament to, to bring people to faith and keep them in faith to life everlasting. So, yeah, I was called uh, by the Lord through the, his church to be a missionary to the Cayman Islands to bring his permanent um, to the people, to his people in the Cayman Islands. And, and that uh, 
we hope to be significant because of his promise uh, and steadfastness uh, in his word and sacrament, which these people need uh, desperately. Well, if you don't know where the Cayman Islands are, I brought a map with me. Um, you see Florida's up top, and then Cuba, and down the red circle there is Grand Cayman. The Cayman Islands are a group of three islands, uh, Grand Cayman, uh, Little Cayman, and Cayman Brac. Um, way back, uh, they, they're about what, 200, 250 miles south of Cuba. Um, and way back, uh, 1600s, um, they became uh, a colony of Britain together with Jamaica. They were one colony with Jamaica, part of uh, the British Empire. Um, and the 1960s, um, Britain uh, gave their colonies options to become independent. And Jamaica took that option. Jamaica became independent in 1961. Uh, the Cayman Islands decided to re remain part of the British Empire. And then in early 80s, um, their status changed. Uh, they became a, a British protectorate. They kind of kind of independent. They have their own government and premier and things like that. But the queen is still head of um, the country, and and she sends a representative who is the governor out there uh, at the moment. And yeah, small islands. Uh, Grand Cayman, I think, or the Cayman. Uh, Grand Cayman has about what sixty four thousand inhabitants. Um, uh, it's an island, 23 miles by 5 miles, so you can get to the end pretty quick. <laughs> um, and uh, it looks like we will be deployed in January, uh, but our first month, six weeks, we'll go to the Dominican Republic, which is on the right here, which shares an island with Haiti. Uh, that's where our seminary is at, and that's where we will complete our Spanish training will be immersed in Spanish um, before we go to uh, the Cayman Islands. We, I spoke about permanence, um, and this uh, Psalm verse is very significant uh, for us too, Psalm 18. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Being from Africa, um, symbolism, images, you know, African languages um, are picture languages, you know, con conjuring up pictures in, in your mind. And, um, and the picture, especially what, what the psalm and what the Lord brings to us is the, the, the sureness, the solid promise of his word. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, we just sang. Today, a mighty fortress is our God, of course, based on Psalm 46, too. Um, and the wonderful thing with Psalms is, um, for our Western mind, they are kind of hard to, to comprehend because um, the Psalms, you know, in, in, in other parts of the Bible, quite often you, you have, you know, the language is cleaned up and, and it's uh, pretty nice and, and it seems to be filtered out and, and you, you, you speak... Um, or the prophets and, and the apostles speak um, clearly and in honor of the Lord, where sometimes the psalms seem messy because the psalms are prayers. It's just between me and God, just between 
the psalmist and his Lord. And the psalmist pours out his heart in the Lord. You know, that's what the Lord encourages us to do to, when we pray to him, it's just, you know, let the words come out to him. And sometimes we, you know, those are for us hard to understand because these, the psalms are wonderful prayers. And, um, and this prayer is, is hopefully we can take with us too, that we can bring uh, Christ who is our rock and our fortress to these people. And the picture there is, is uh, some of you might know, the baptismal font um, as you enter uh, the chapel at the seminary in Fort Wayne. And the image of the rock, the baptismal font is a rock, the permanence of God's promise in baptism. You are my child. And I took this pic uh, picture too because um, Heidi, my wife, and I spend hours polishing that rock. It's Indiana limestone. It's carved out of one piece of limestone, um, and we polished it for hours and hours in 1998. And our son, Matthias, who's 22 now, was the first child to be baptized in that baptismal font. So, yeah. And that's the wonderful promise of God. And being an island nation, the Cayman Islands, um, they chose a wonderful psalm verse as a leading verse for them too. Um, he made the storm be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Then they were glad that the waters were quiet and he brought them to their desired haven, Psalm 107. Uh, some translations uh, brought them to their desired harbor. And the little group there calls himself Safe Harbor Lutheran Church. But if you try and find it online, remember it is the British spelling, huh? <laughs> Not the American spelling of harbor uh, with an O-U. Um, yeah. So... This is what the Lord promises in his word and we hope to bring to the people because things are changing uh, constantly on the island for the congregation, for the people, and as we'll see in a minute. And this is the picture of the actual harbor on Grand Cayman. Um, and everything needed on the island has to be brought in, shipped in. Any groceries, any building material, anything that is needed needs to be shipped in. And this harbor protects from the stormy seas. And this is a picture that in the church, what they need is God's peace uh, too, um, uh, through his promises. In February, we had an opportunity to, to visit the island and meet the people there. Um, and we drove around and this just a few pictures of what we see, uh, what we saw um, uh, there. Um, beautiful architecture, you know, of course, Caribbean, and everywhere you go, there are chickens, everywhere. Uh, when we um, walk from, from the, the house to the beach, you know, the bushes and brushes and hedges, you know, everywhere there are chickens, you know, um, scratching and, and, and feeding, and I think they're protected, well-trained. You see the chicken, why did the chicken cross the, the road? They use the crosswalk. <laughs> yeah. Went to a, a, an open-air restaurant for lunch, and we sat outside, and chickens were running all over. And what do, did we have for lunch? 
jerk chicken, <laughs> which was good. But yeah, not, no, these chickens you cannot kill. You're not allowed to touch them. They're a protected species. So the chicken we had was imported too. Yeah. Of course, as Pastor Fini said, this is a, a vacation island. This is a touristy place, uh, very expensive, very exclusive uh, places there. And, and every day there are two or three cruise ships docking, uh, before COVID, of course, uh, docking there. And, and you know, suddenly the island is filled with tourists, thousands of them. In the evening, they are gone again. You know, there's a constant ebb and flow of tourists coming in and out and, and, and filling the islands. Um, and yeah, it's hard to, to reach out to these people, of course, but um, as we will see, there are people that need, need the gospel, uh, that need some permanence within all this, this change. And of course, if you think of the island, uh, this is Seven Mile Beach, and it is seven miles long, yeah, and <laughs> uh, on the west, west coast of Grand Cayman, and it is beautiful. It is a wonderful vacation place filled with resorts, and we had a wonderful sunset, uh, looks out to the west. Um, so it is idyllic. And if you want to come and visit, you're most welcome to come visit. And turquoise blue waters, um, wonderful for snorkeling and diving. Uh, it's it just uh, idyllic. However, hell is on the island. Did you know that? Hell is on the island. And there's a post office there, too. You can send postcards from hell. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Why did they call that place hell? Of course, the tourist trap. There's a very strange rock formation in that place, just there. And I guess somebody thought, oh, this is what hell looks like. Must be. This is a very strange rock formation. Um, but... Of course, from Scripture we know Christ is our rock and our redeemer. He is our salvation. So, um, and that's um, solid promise of Christ uh, we hope to bring uh, to the people of the Cayman Islands. This is the main drag, uh, north-south. Um, to the west are all the resorts on Seven Mile Beach. Just one resort after another and filled with vacationers that come and go, stay for a week, uh, or a couple of days, and then they're gone again. So the constant change in that, too. Um, and let's see a little brown sign, the public beach access. Between some of the resorts, they have to, by law, leave a little alleyway so that the public can get to the beach. And the, the front, you know, from the waterline to the high water mark is public, and from there on to the resort belongs to the resort. So but it, it is a, you have public access, of, of course, so that the locals can have access to, uh, to the wonderful beach too. But partly uh, why I'm showing this picture too is that this island is not just for tourists. There's a whole population living in the shadows of these resorts. Um, locals, Caymanians and expats, uh, people from all over the world including South Africans and, and, and especially Filipino, Filipinos and, and other people uh, from the whole world are there and, and they need the gospel too. They need God's gift of words and sacraments 
uh, brought to these people, and that's why the Lord has called us to, to go there. And I was, I don't know who designed your facility here, but it's fantastic, beautiful. Um, you are very blessed to have this, and, you know, I guess it doesn't come cheap, huh? And the people of the Lutheran Church, Safe Harbor Lutheran Church on the Cayman Island, does not have a facility to, to worship in yet. And uh, thankfully, they can use, this is South Sound Community Center. It's a building uh, on the southwestern corner of the island uh, where they can gather. They can use that uh, on Sunday mornings. And this is the inside. However, you know, it's a public place and it has to be kept clean for other people to rent it. And so they have to set all the chairs up, the altar and everything is brought in with tubs and, and set up. And then after divine service, everything has to be torn down, packed away, you know, put in cars and taken home again. Um, so it's, this is very, you know, um, sometimes tiring for people. Just imagine you have to do that every Sunday. Everyone needs to be involved, the whole congregation setting up and, and tearing down. Um, and, you know, we know the Lord has promised in Matthew 11 that, you know, he said, come to me all who labor on heavy laden, I, I will give you rest. I will give you rest. That's what our, his promise of the Sabbath rest is, for we rest in his word and sacrament, receive his forgiveness, and are strengthened in faith uh, by his grace, um, as we did this morning, as we'll do later on too. And, and uh, just imagine you have to do that, and, and you have to invite a friend to church, and they have to help you set up and tear down and all that. So, you know, it's kind of sometimes awkward. So, Part of your prayer, we pray that you help pray that we find a place, a more permanent place, where we can set up and have as our worship space, um, where, we, where the people can come, find their rest in the Lord, be strengthened in faith, and, and go home again. And they, they can use this every weekend, except if there's somebody who did book that weekend and paid rent for that weekend, then they have to find another place to worship. What they usually do is they gather on the parsonage porch. That Sunday when we were there, that's what happened. Somebody else booked the, the community center and they said, oh, okay, let's gather at the, the parsonage. So they, it's a screen-in porch. We set up some chairs and a little altar up front and passed the hotel, uh, let the service, and yeah. I guess you have to innovate if you're on the mission field. And what do Lutherans do after service when they gather for fellowship? Potlucks. Wonderful, yeah. Even on the island. So that was great. Um, uh, the, the food was a little bit different than the no, normal German or Scandinavian fare. <laughs> but it was, you know, some island uh, fare and, and uh, Cuban too. So that was, that was great. Uh, Pastor St. Ange uh, is the person on, on the left there. He... He's the area facilitator for the Caribbean islands for Lutheran missions. Um, he showed us around there. And the guy in the white shirt and behind me here is his wife, a young couple from South Africa that are part of the church. And, and we had a connection right away. We spoke some Afrikaans together. And he invited me to go with him to uh, touch rugby matches. They have a league out there playing rugby. So... That is great. I don't know if I'll be able to, to play yet. Some broken bones afterwards, but I'm 
too old for that. But they have a little son. She was pregnant then. They have two children now. And his little bike was there. So they just walked to church. They lived close enough. They walked to the parsonage and, and uh, that was great. And Heidi, my wife, is uh, a qualified preschool teacher. She has a master's in, in uh, early childhood education. And the hope is, you know, uh, eventually to start a Lutheran preschool. Uh, there's a great need on the island uh, because there's some segregation between the locals, the Caymanians, and the expats. Um, schooling is free. Public schools for the Caymanians is free. They, you know, they have schooling from early childhood through high school. However, the expats have to pay for school, for private school. And uh, especially uh, young children, especially the preschool age, there's a great need. And the waiting lists for, for private schools is long. So we hope um, if we can get a permanent worship space, we can uh, have also a permanent place for a preschool maybe and start a preschool and fill that need uh, of people too. So if you can keep that in your prayers too, um, can you do that? And in the background, there's some white-haired people from Minnesota too. So we accept them too. Um, Heidi, here's my wife on the left. They took a selfie of us uh, after the service. Uh, the lady to my right there is from Zimbabwe. And we were surprised to, to meet a uh, fellow Lutheran from Zimbabwe, and we had a good visit. We, uh, I spoke some Zulu to her, and she spoke Ndebele back, and because those languages are cousins to each other, and we could understand each other somewhat. But, but we had a good time reminiscing, you know, about times in, in Africa and that was good. The lady to my left is from Indian descent, but she actually was born in Jamaica, but now is you know, as a Caymanian. And, uh, yeah. Some diverse people that um, are, live on the island, and these uh, ladies sitting too, I think the one um, uh, uh, below Heidi there is, is from Cuban descent, and there's a Cuban um, refugee population on the island too, and from other so, um, South American countries or Central American countries too. Um, when we um, walked, take, took a hike on the beach and went to a public restroom, there was a whole group of Spanish-speaking young people on the island. And, and that's why we are going to learn Spanish too, to hopefully reach out to these people too, in the gospel. So that's, that's the plan, at least. Um, so prayerfully consider to partner with us, please. Um, any which way you can as, as a congregation or as individuals. Uh, you have some handouts in front of you. Um, there are informations on that. Um, make that part of your prayer life too, please. Um, um, if, if you are willing and able, if you have a jar full of pennies that you want to get rid of and don't know where to send the money, uh, the address is on the paper there. <laughs> um, you can give online, uh, the left-hand corner, there is some information, or you can mail a check uh, to the address, either to the LCMS or to to Mission Central, but especially, you know, um, please keep your missionaries in your prayers and uh, so that uh, the Lord would open doors for his gospel uh, as he has promised, and that these people on the islands uh, hear his gospel too, and not um, just, you know, because they are yoked under God's law at the moment, uh, that they be freed by the gospel and receive God's gift. 
So please pray for the gospel to have free course. Please pray for uh, a worship facility that we can have, and, and uh, especially also for uh, the uh, support of the seminary where I be able to teach uh, as an adjunct professor too there and for the children's ministry, the outreach to them. Questions, comments, anything from your side? Yes. It, they are very strict. Everything is shut down, no visitors, um, they let people in um, to work in the financial sector, uh, and but they have to quarantine 14 days before they, you know, uh, and be involved in, in, you know, in public life. Um, we hope things will will start reopening soon. But yeah, the island, you know, is very dependent on tourism, which is nothing happening at the moment. It's pretty quiet. Not recently, no. It's it's skirted around the island, usually. Uh, the last uh, terrible hurricane that they had was in 2004, that did you know permanent damage. Um, other than that, sometimes the storms are still you know gaining strength, so they don't have that effect as they have on the south coast of, you know, uh, America, Texas, and, and Louisiana, et cetera. Um, but, yeah, um, what people are concerned most about is, is um, the islands are on, on a fault line, uh, earthquakes. But so far, things are going pretty well. Yes. Yeah. Well, with COVID, everybody realized how effective Zoom is. Uh, we'll mostly use Zoom meetings. Um, uh, we'll be there at least once a year, uh, but I think most of the classes will be taught online to save on traveling costs and, and things like that. And quite often the, uh, the cheapest flights you can get is, is you have to fly back to Miami and then to, <laughs> to the Dominican Republic. So, you know, it's, you know, it's the roundabout way to get there. But anyway, yeah. Yes. I would think so, you know, uh, Pastor Feeney said he lived there four months and yeah, you, you can, uh, many people do get island fever. So, uh, well, at the moment we live in Montana, which is big sky country. You have to drive eight hours to, to get out of the state. So, <laughs> um, we love to hike in the mountains and, and we will miss that, sure. Um, uh, and, but yeah, we hope to adjust and, and we adapt, you know, uh, I have a wonderful wife who is very flexible, so, you know, we'll make, make do. Uh, my uh, niece lived on the island and was part of the church uh, 
2004 through 2006, I think. And um, they said, you know, when things kind of get tough, they just got on the plane, flew to the States, did some shopping, and went back, you know. And they were healed again. <laughs> because, you know, things are very expensive on the island. So when people want to do uh, clothes shopping or, you know, major shopping, they just fly to the U.S., bring a couple uh, empty suitcases packed, you know, luggage full of stuff that they bought and, and come back. So, yeah. Yes. Not really. They see themselves as Christian, as a Christian nation. It's uh, most people uh, are, are from the kind of holiness movement, uh, evangelical, non-denominational. They have many little churches, you know, young people standing up, you know, I, I guess the Lord has called me to be a pastor and then start a church and, and do things like that. So, um, very moralistic. Um, so, and we are the only Lutheran presence there. Um, I don't think the Roman Catholic has any significant presence or even the Anglican church has a significant presence there. Uh, even if, if it is a, a British uh, protectorate. Um, I think many people are very enamored with American culture. And because America is so close, everything is important, imported from the U.S., even some cultural things too. So even cultural Christianity and things like that uh, is imported. But they have a, an island culture, which is, you know, I don't know um, how to describe it. It's it's more happy-go-lucky or more you know loose in a sense. So we'll try to make them staunch Scandinavian Lutherans or something like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they objected. There was a previous pastor there that said, you know, well. In taxes, we did it so in such a way, and that to remind him quite often, this is not taxes. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get to know the culture and, and the people there and see, you know, and bring them God's word and hopefully teach them part of the litur liturgy too and, and so that they can get the whole picture of, of God's grace that, you know, even when the pastor fails in his sermon, that God's word is still from beginning to end the divine service. So, yeah. Any other comments? I'll be still around here. Uh, I'm staying for the, the next service too. So, if you want to talk to me, catch me. Um, you have my information on, on the handout. Uh, you can go online. The same information is, is online. There too. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for uh, hosting us. Thank you for um, your your support, especially your prayers. God's peace to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I've got one on already. So big sky country down to the islands. We will certainly uh, keep you in our prayers, and uh, we desire to support you as well, so we will certainly do that.
Okay, a um, couple things real quick. We're not, um, I didn't prepare a Bible class for today because we weren't sure how long all this was going to take. Just a couple of practical things real quick. Mark, stand up. We've got three sign-up sheets in the back. Don't forget that Men's Steak Night resumes this week on Thursday. So guys, you need to get your John Hancock on there so we can get a piece of meat cut for you and uh, get food prepared. And uh, I think suggested donation to cover the cost, 10 to 15 bucks, somewhere around there. Um, and so uh, get signed up for that uh, so we know you're going you're gonna to come. Uh, we're also still looking for a few extra of, uh, men to sign up to be ushers. So you've got a sign-up sheet for that as well at the back. Okay. And uh, ladies' night is coming up here not this week, but next week. So we have a ladies' night. We had our first one here this past month, and, uh, and good turnout for that. So uh, ladies uh, get signed up for that as well. So those are the three sign-ups that are in the back of the table. Uh, so if you're interested or available in doing any of those, make sure you get signed up for that. Any other announcements from boards, committees, chairs, officers, retired pastors? Yep. And uh, Martin Luther showed up this morning. He mixed up a few German words, I'm told, but... Uh, he showed up uh, to help uh, give the kids uh, their uh, uh, their Bibles. So that was first grade or second grade. So first graders got their Bibles today. So that was, it would say it's, it's always fun to watch the little uh, the kindern, uh, right? Get their get their little Bibles and uh, and we had to give them a little Luther law. Read your Bible. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, righteous shall live by faith. And what a uh, grand and glorious Sunday! Next week will be a festival Sunday as well, All Saints Day. And um, so uh, thanks to all of our musicians. A lot of people have worked diligently behind the scenes. We're just uh, so blessed here. So any other questions, comments? Yep. We've got swag. We've got merch, whatever you want to call it, uh, with our new logo and name on it. And, uh, and, uh, uh, and that, that's not a, a profit center. Anything above and beyond the cost on that is going where? Okay. There you go. So, <laughs> so that'll that'll go somewhere, uh, youth, uh, children, uh, wherever it's needed as well. Okay. A couple of things uh, just to remind you of: uh, if you're doing any fall or early winter cleaning, uh, we have been taking a few loads up to the cemetery in Fort Wayne uh, for. I was a St. Louis graduate, finished finishing my other work through Fort Wayne, but we always called it the resell it shop. What's it called up at Fort Wayne? Somebody know? It's not the resell it shop. It's the clothing co-op. Thank you. And so if you have any clothes, you have shoes, uh, you have furniture that is not heavy like a pool table, uh, anything that is easily movable, we will get it up to uh, the seminary somehow. So just bring it here to church. Uh, we have had a few people that have... Uh, uh, talked about maybe we need to have a de designated space somewhere for a drop-off. We're working on that. We'll figure that out. Uh, but instead of taking it to Goodwill, you want to go send it to uh, uh, seminarians or missionaries uh, that uh, come in to study there. That would be a good and God-pleasing thing as well. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Whenever you bring it here. <laughs> you bring it here, we'll get it up there. Yeah, we don't, we're, we don't have a, a certain... People have just been donating stuff as they've had it. So you, you clean out your closets. You've got some clothes. We'll decide when you get here. It depends on how much you have. I know that's not the organized answer you want, but you get it here, we'll get it up to Fort Wayne somehow, okay? I mean, if you're going to show up with like a U-Haul truck, please call us first. 
But if you've got a couple of bags, you know, you've got, you know, any of that stuff, that's fine. Oh, that's gone. We don't have that. That's gone. I think we already took it up to Fort Wayne. Stuff you donated before? Oh. Oh. Oh, you were. That sounds like a very long and involved story, and you lost me at hello. So we'll have to talk after Bible class about that one. Okay. All right. Any other comments? Good, good. Okay, if you wouldn't mind sticking around for 10 minutes if uh, people uh, have some questions. Uh, so blessings to your wife and, uh, and two daughters and a son as well that are out of the house and looking forward to come visit you someplace warm in the winter. Christmas, okay, okay, all right. Let's uh, stand and close with Lord's Prayer. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us again to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Peace be with you. Amen.